Hey, 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 you guys. Thank you all so much for being back on Black Canvas Season 8. We have a special guest here with us, Mr. Corey Helliker. He is stage name. If you guys have heard of him online, you guys will really enjoy him as well um, with his music. We're going to talk about him being a hip-hop artist. He was born in Anchorage, Alaska, and his stage name is X Sabotage. And he has spent most of his life in California. He's currently based in Long Beach. His music is a reflection of his life. Um, generally a roller coaster with strong, dark undertones, deep emotions, yet sometimes comical lyrics and raw instrument-driven beats. Um, he is recorded and has been inspired by many artists. Some of the ones I enjoy, we talk about Bone Thugs and Harmony, um, Biggie, Tupac, Nods, to name a few. And he currently has two albums released and eight singles. And he is making a name for himself in the music industry. And we're so glad to have you here, Corey, on the show. Thank you for being here. Man, I appreciate you having me. It's really an honor. Well, the honor is mine. I love talking to new artists on the show, and especially people who are doing great things. Hip-hop is one of my favorite genres of music. And so I'm not going to make you do a 16 bar on here. <laughs> but we're going to have some fun. I'm going to ask you some questions. And if you're ready, I can kind of go into a few of them that I have for you. Yeah, man, let's go. All right, so what is the funniest thing you ever heard from a fan, either through a DM or when you were in concert? Man, the DMs, I mean, in concert, I'm so zoned. I'm so zoned in. I don't even really hear anything. I, I, by the time it takes me about five minutes after I get off stage before I start hearing actually what's going on. I'm like, did I do good? Did they clap? <laughs> but the DMs <laughs> is where people get uh, get real excited. You know, they, they just they feel like, you know, they can say whatever they want. Like, you know. It's the weirdest thing. I mean, I could ask for feet pics, like more than people. Like, I didn't even know that was a thing. I could ask for feet pics, like at least once a week. I'm like, what? I should start selling these things. Start paying for I have never heard of anything like that. What kind of stuff is that? <laughs> feet pics. Some dude tried to get me to sell him a dick pic. I was like, man, man, how much? <laughs> I might got a few I can burn for a hundred bucks. Fuck it. This is crazy. I mean, yeah, I have never in my life heard of stuff like that. But I mean, I guess in the music industry, all kind of stuff happens. So I can understand how stressful that can be. But yeah, you're like, wait, I'm just here to talk about my music, and people are just like, wait, let me let me get some feet pics. Feet pics, you know. I'm just like, I, I'm always I'm always curious to see. I'll check the the request box sometimes, you know, make sure I'm not missing anyone and the stuff in there. Just like. People are shooting their shot repeatedly that have been like stalking me for like two, three years. I'm like, yo, that's that's crazy. I, I'm <laughs> I never anyone stalking me until I like started really posting on Instagram, and that to me is just, is crazy. Oh, wow. I, I, you know, I thought only famous people had stalkers. You know. <laughs> well, I'm so glad I don't have any. Not yet. <laughs> so that not, is yet. Cool. not yet. Lord of mercy. Now, the only pics they're gonna get from me is pics from. Um, my job as a counselor, I'm gonna send them some some self help stuff they can read. <laughs> Man, all right. So I have another question for you. So, um, who has been one of your biggest influences growing up in your hometown? And if you could choose three rappers to go on tour with, who would you choose and why? So, I mean, hometown. That's rough. You know, I I, I grew up a lot a lot of different places. Um, but I think, you know, the, the easier answer to that question is, is, is literally been every studio that I've worked with, every professional studio that I've gone into. There's been one individual. Uh, I was in Denver for a while working working with a guy named Nick Pelk. 
And then uh, when I when I got to Long Beach, I immediately started working with a guy named Kerry Clisby. And right now I'm working with um, Casey um, and he's working with like Osiris and a bunch of other people. And like each of these guys has taught me, you know, a lot as far as making my sound the best and just bringing me up through because I had no idea what I was doing. I started out recording in my room, you know, <laughs> so, you know, they've been the, the biggest influences on on how what I can do to my sound, what's available, what tools are available to me, how can I make my, my sound the best. Um, and, yeah, I, I think I think as far as, like, hometowns, you know, everywhere I go, I make my home. So, I mean, each place has been, you know, dear to my heart. So I was like, oh, each, each of those people really have, have made the, the largest impact on my music. I love to hear that. And I think, like, that goes back to an artist when you're on tour or, you know, especially during the pandemic, it made it a lot harder for people to really – individualize themselves but it made people become more creative and what they released and how they were able to connect with other artists from different countries different cities and states um and i love that you mentioned that because you you have to find your home within yourself before even going anywhere else and when you meet these new people they can give you a lot of influence to make your music even better so i love to hear that you like you say you can take yourself with you but you connect with wherever you go is kind of like a hometown for you yeah, I mean, you got to, got to, got to make it, got to meet people, got to do something because I I don't like to, <laughs> you know, I, the, the more you, you put yourself in a corner, you're just kind of stagnant. You stay stagnant and you need to branch out and learn from these different people. Um, and that's that's my goal here. And, you know, it's nice being in L.A. with so many talented people because I'm, I'm you know, with, with, with also the, the, the stuff that I'm doing, putting shows together, networking with other artists, you know, we're able to um we're able to, to extend way further you know there's there's so many more talented people and so many more individuals that I'm, I'm able to meet with what i'm doing um and yeah that's that's the name of the game we can't do this alone you know the people that do i mean props to them but i think everyone really has a team somewhere i agree and i feel like in this industry you have to to make it work with who you know and you have to create real genuine bonds i think that's one thing that a lot of artists forget is that your word of mouth is is huge. And when you're not able to be consistent or if you don't have a word and you're not doing what you need to do as an artist, you know, people are not going to want to work with you. And I feel like you have to just remember, you know, what you started in this business for. And even if you make it to a high pinnacle of success as being like some of the biggest names that we, of course, know and heard, um, even those people, they still have to humble themselves to a certain extent because you just, your fans make you who you are. And radio stations and, you know, different, you know, uh, magazines, they help to keep you in the, the limelight. And so, you know, and, and not even that, I mean, you're talking about people that, like, I know people that work with the record labels and I know what, you know, my recording session looks like compared to theirs. Uh, I know what their studios look like. I knew, know the people they're working with and what they have access to. And when I say, when I go in the studio, it's like three people, you know, I have two engineers, me, and like, sometimes I'll bring extra people, but when you go into a, a record label recording session, there's about 20 people there. You have writers, you have different um, instrument players, you have engineers, assistants, everyone in there making it sound as perfect as possible with 20 layers and melodies everywhere. Um, backup singers, you know, things that you don't even hear when you listen to someone's track. You know, you listen to Chris Brown, you're like, wow, Chris Brown's song is so crazy. That's not just Chris Brown's song. <laughs> You know, and, and he's very talented. He has a unique voice and, and he's very multi-talented. But, you know, if you're if you're in the studio with him, it's not just him. 
Um, oh, absolutely. You're right about that. And there's a thing called ghostwriters that people forget about, but they oh, man. play a huge role. Yeah, and I, I can't, I can't, you know, I, I guess I see it, you know, maybe at that level. I, I don't think I'd ever really employ a, a ghostwriter. I, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> You said, wait, I, I heard about it, but I don't think I'm going to use that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a cool thing, I guess. Like, but I'd rather, like, you know, I got to be doing something on my own, you know? I feel you. And, I mean, if I was an artist, that would probably be my – I'm a writer, so I love writing things, and I've done a lot of poetry, and I've even written songs for artists, too. So I feel the same way. I feel like when you create something, you want people to know it. It's kind of like your stamp, and people know when they hear this song or when they're around you, they know this is a song by this person. But I promise you, like, songwriters there's so many people they make a killing like ghostwriting from what i've heard i use like um um esther dean like people don't know like she was a part of super bass and she did a lot of songs for rihanna and so many artists sia is another one who's written for many people and it's just like you just don't understand the impact of that until you're like wow i didn't know that was a sia song or you know so i i, I get where you're coming from but as an artist like you say you want to stand out and and do work that people know you by yeah, just, you know, I think just to, just to feel, you know, uh, what do they call it? You know, a lot of famous people get this where they feel like they're a uh, fraud. You know, they feel like, you know, they didn't create, they don't deserve their status. They didn't deserve, they didn't earn what they did or whatever. And I think if you, because <laughs> they're, you know, there's plants in the industry. And if you're a plant in the industry, it's a lot easier to feel that way. When, when everyone's writing your music, everyone's making your beats, everyone's doing everything for you. You're just kind of a, a face and, you know, a performer. Um, and I think that takes away, you know, from the, the pride that you, t you have in your work, you know, you know, from actually earning it, from working your way up the greasy ladder. And, you know, it's important for me to maintain that as I grow. Um, but I definitely, I definitely employ other people that are way more talented than me that other, at other things, you know, <laughs> like I'm not a, a master sound engineer, you know, I need that. I love that. And that's why you, like you said, a teamwork kind of comes into play. Mm -hmm. So I have, speaking of your songs, I created some questions based on some titles of some songs that you have, and I want to kind of get your first um, response. So I'm going to ask these questions kind of rapid fire, and I want you just to give me the first thing that comes to mind. Go ahead. All right. So the first one we have is before I close my eyes. So if today was your last day on earth, what is one thing that you would be the most proud of? Just the growth, you know, just the growth, you know, from coming where I came from and to be even where I'm at now and, you know, finally being able to just enjoy the journey in the, in the moment, you know. I like that. Now, would, would you have any regrets if this was your last day? <laughs> that I wasn't, that this is my last day and I don't got any more. <laughs> <laughs> like, I need a least. Well, I'm glad, I'm so glad you didn't say that I, my last day was talking to Jerry on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, I just I feel like I have so much more to do and so much more to offer. I'm not where where I'm I'm meant to be yet. You know, I, I'm I'm enjoying the journey. I'm loving the journey, and I know that this is such an important part, and it's unique to everyone, and it's 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 the beauty of this. You know. So yeah, I just like I got so much more to do. I got an event Saturday. I got one on the 16th. <laughs> no, no, not today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go to the next one, Summertime. So what is your favorite song to hype you up for the summer? So like the song that you listen to on repeat during the summertime. Honestly, I'm bad, man. I, probably Summertime. You know, like the, the song Summertime, um, you know, different. You know, I, I, 
about a year ago, I stopped really listening to other people's music. And I'll go back and I'll take notes sometimes, but especially when I'm in writing in, in high gear, I'm not not really bumping anything. Um, but, you know, take that back, though. You know, if I could say one, it'd be like Summertime and LBC. What's that song called? Summertime and living's easy. Oh, you know oh I know that <laughs> one. Um, um, fish are jumping and a cotton in his eye. No, it's it's sublime. Um, you know, you know what song that is. Summer. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of what it is, but that's actually the lyrics you're saying from that comes from Porgy and Bess. Yeah, so they jacked that, huh? Yeah, they jacked. Uh, it. <laughs> well, I I like that Swagger Jack song right there, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, that was funny. I'm so glad that you said that because there's so many songs like people don't even understand. Like it goes back to like the 40s or 50s or 60s. Oh yeah, and it's, it's so similar to style, even like with clothing. Like people will use like different things and it always comes back in season so i want to kind of go a little further into summer with you do you have a favorite food that you like to eat during the summer yeah i mean definitely you know cold fresh fruit is always nice but you know i'm i'm a sucker for a good burger too i love grilling me too you know one of my favorite cooks is ashley guy fieri i could watch him every day on food network man i keep seeing this dude pop up on instagram and he just does these quick videos and every time i'm like man i'm about to go eat right now i gotta <laughs> yeah i wonder if it's the guy i've seen on this guy is like a grill nation thing that this guy grills all the time you need to check him out if you haven't seen him okay, on instagram okay. i'm like i'm literally like on my lunch break at work and then i just see him just grilling i'm like Man, I need a burger like now. Like, why am I watching this? We need to do like a smell test right now because this looks so good. <laughs> Man. All right. Now, what about um, your favorite destination vacation spot? If there was a place you could go during the summer, where would you choose to go? Mm. Oh, that's a difficult one. I, don't know. I, lo I love Alaska in the summer. You know, that's really, if I can ever get back in the summer, I try to, they, you know, they have so much light. Like Southern, Southern Alaska has, it's not quite 30 days of, of night and 30 night, days of daylight, but it's, um, it's comparable. Like, you know, the sun won't go down to like two to four in the morning sometimes. Um, and so the nightlife is a little crazy out there. Um, and just the, the nature is so beautiful. The air is crisp, you know. Man, I love to hear that. Um I'm in Louisiana, so we don't have any of that kind of air like that. We have a lot of humidity, and oh yeah, the, the weather just is so up and down. Like some days, you're like, "Wow!" Like I feel like I'm in, I don't know where, but I, I just don't like the feeling in the moment. Like the weather really kind of. And with my allergies, I'm like, "Oh, oh I yeah. really wish I had it." Um, living in a state where the actual breathing was a lot easier, but I totally get that. And being in California, I know y'all have pretty good air and sun most of the time so that's really cool yeah it's uh i mean it's not humid but you know the the pollution in la is, is substantial you know it's definitely when it rains it's beautiful out here for sure oh that's cool i love to hear that with the rain for sure i love like a little rain i don't like like lightning thunder but like a little rain i'm cool yeah. with that for sure so let's go to our next one know me if you could give your younger self one piece of advice what would you say to him so you know quit doubting yourself you know it it took me a long time to to quit doubting myself um and i wish i could just shake my younger self like you know like smile you look good you know like i just didn't have that that self-confidence 
um, that I have now. And it's, it's taken me a long time to get here, but you know, if I had it as a younger person and didn't, didn't, uh, hold myself back as much, you know, I think I, I could be a little bit further, but you know, the journey is a journey. And I love to hear that. I mean, there's a journey in our experiences and we get to know ourselves and also the people we surround ourselves with can play a huge role in how we see our, our older and our younger self. So I, I'm glad that you say that, like, just kind of shake yourself up and just say, hey, I can do it. You know, I think that's great. So let's go on next one. Street lights come on. So if you could think of one aha moment that you had recently that's given you like clarity in your personal life, is there one thing that you experienced that's kind of helped you to kind of understand more about yourself? You know, I think it, it's been, you know, that every, no one's all good. No one's all bad. You know, we all, we all have things that we've done that we're not proud of. You know, it's, it, it's, it's been nice to be able to be, you know, be okay with myself, you know, be like, okay, you know, I, I know who I am. And, you know, people are, you're always going to have haters. You're always going to have people that don't like you, that don't fuck with you. And they're, you know, they're going to, they're going to try to, to make you feel like shit. You know, you, especially as an artist going up on stage, presenting, um, controversial music, being an artist, you know, you're under, you're under scrutiny all the time. People are judging you and you're putting yourself there, but like, you know, getting to a point where I'm like, I really don't care. You know, I, I'm going to do me and, and this is making me happy. And I can't, I can't focus on that. I agree with that. I mean, as artists, you have to be able to stand out too. And I feel like there's so many cookie cutter artists I've seen recently where they all sound or look the same. And I'm like, I can't even determine, like, I remember I used to listen to Spotify, um, like the new music every Friday. And then some of the songs I would hear, I'm like, everyone sounds the same. I would flip to the next one and the next one. I'm like, I want some originality. I, I, I like artists like Prince and I like artists like Stevie Wonder and, you know, Anita Baker. And, you know, when we talk about rap music, like you said, Tupac and even like Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole. And, you know, uh, I love Biggie. Biggie is someone who I listened to growing up. And Buster Rhymes, I mean, his flow, Twister. I mean, these are people yeah. who you know, like you hear, you're like, man, that's somebody I want to emulate or someone who I enjoy. And I never get tired of hearing it. I can play this song 10 different times and just just enjoy it. And I feel like I hope we can get back into music being that way. And when you watch an award show, it's not the same people winning, the same situation. I want to just start well, seeing. I, I think it is. I think it really is um, just seeing, you know, seeing what, what you know because it's not up to the labels at the end of the day you know yes they can pour money you know millions and millions of dollars into these artists but and and that's gonna work for a time but the people are really gonna decide and i think the people are asking for originality they're asking for something different they want real music they want someone to talk about something that has happened to them that no one wants to talk about you know they, they need somewhere somewhere to listen that you know someone's actually expressing themselves and not just talking about hoes and cars and all this like even, even, you know, and I'm not knocking that, like it has its place and there's, it's cool, but even a lot of the people rapping about that shit are rapping about it the same way. It's like, if we're going to rap about it, do something different, you know, <laughs> like talk about something different, like even in a different way, you know? So. Yeah, I get exactly what you're saying. And and that's why for me, I, I like all types of music. Um, One artist that I really do like, I'm going to actually sing you her information to listen to her. Um, Her name is Blue Eyes. And it's something about her music that really hits me, maybe because I work in mental health. Um, but she does a lot of stuff talking about her own mental health struggles. And she's done um, one song she did is called Rest in Peace. And she talks about 
like her, the old part of herself that she's shedding part of that to find who she is. And it's just stuff like that that I really enjoy with artists where you can just listen to someone that maybe it's a music that a lot of people may not want to hear or connect with, but it's something about her voice and the way she sings that it just kind of takes me to a different state when I can hear her and I can hear the pain in her voice. And I love that with rapping. Like there's certain artists when you hear them, it's like they, it's like a war cry. Like they're sharing their experience in a different way and you just want to be there with them. Like, like Kendrick Lamar is one of those artists like I really enjoy. He reminds me of Tupac and it was about, you know, the message that Tupac was, was given. He could do a gangster rap song then he can do one where he's talking about, you know, death and, and talking about changing, you know, our lives and, and just a lot of things that people don't really want to discuss in a way he could convey it. It was just like, wow, it's just, you just sit back and you can just feel like you're there with him. And so, yeah, and I feel that way with you. I think you have a great lyrical content in the way you express yourself. And I feel like when people really go and listen to the, the words and listen to the artist, they can build that connection. So yeah, no, I'm trying to, you know, I'm just trying to elevate myself at this point to make it, you know, because I want it to sound, I want it to sound as good as possible. So people, you know, it's it's pleasant to listen to, even if you aren't listening to the lyrics, it could be background noise and you, you know, you, you're going to be like, oh, that sounds good. No, but also when the people do have the time to sit back and listen to the lyrics, there's something there. It's not just, not just rhyming, you know, we're not just talking about nothing. There's, there's, there's typically a story. I mean, I do have my stupid fun songs. Um, but I try, I try to make, you know, have some kind of message in in my music or at least have it be a strong vibe. Like, okay, this is a party song. We're going to party. For real. I love that. And I I think that's, that goes back to artistry. I like to have different variations of music. I don't want to just hear the same thing. So I feel like with an album, and this is something I've talked about with a lot of artists recently, is that we are not seeing enough of the albums that have variety that I would like to see. And um, people are just not buying albums the way they used to. And so streaming has played a huge role, of course. Well, and, 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 I mean, in everyone in the industry you talk to will encourage you not to release albums. Um, they, they just, it's not, you, we don't have the budget for it as most, most of us independent artists don't um, to promote properly a full album. The people, people aren't sitting down and, and spending 30 minutes, an hour listening to a full album anymore. And it sucks, you know, because I'm on the fence. I have a 12-song album I was going to drop next year, but I'm considering just dropping a single every month, which there's there's positives and negatives. You know, you're going to have to wait a year to hear the full story. You know, But at the same time, each song will get promoted. It'll keep people engaged. They're like, oh, he's, he's really doing all this work. You know, little do they know I've, had, I've been sitting on this, you know. And it drives me nuts because I listen to them all the time. But, uh, but yeah, releasing albums... And, and, but the diversity, I just comes to me on accident because I get in a mood and I'll write a really like happy song and I'll be in a good mood and then I'll like have a bad day, write a dark song. So then I, I try to just, uh, kind of pair it, pair it nicely in the albums. And I like to hear that. I feel like that's, that's what music should be. It's just people getting out there and expressing where they are. And then you can write something from a true place because that's where you are in the moment and it can change and shift. Um, so I love to hear that for sure. So before we end, I wanted to ask you two last questions. I'm going to combine these last two. So if you can tell our listeners, where can they find you online? And the second part of that, can you tell us what's new for you? I know you have some new stuff that's coming. 
Um, and also, I know you just mentioned, of course, you'll be performing soon. So can you kind of let everyone know where they can find you and support you and continue to listen and stream your music? Yeah, absolutely. Um, X Sabotage is spelled X-S-A-V for victory. <laughs> um, O-T-A-G-E. And, you know, you Google search and I'm everywhere. I'm, I'm, I'm on Instagram with X Sabotage, you know, Spotify, every, every music streaming platform. Um, so that's, that's pretty much, you know, that's easy if you, if you want to check me out. Um, I have, I have a catalog I've been working on and building this last year, getting ready for this, these single releases or an album. It's an album and I have <laughs> January 1st, my first single is coming out, um, for the album and that's called baby. And the album is really it's a crazy story. Everyone, everyone that listens is gonna gonna get something from it. Uh, it'll be entertaining to listen to. It'll be, you know, uh, definitely emotionally tugging for some people. Um, and then as far as what I got going on, so I just started an event. I've been working on it this last year, and we locked in a six month deal with the venue, and I'll be having open mics um, at Cocoa Beach Presents in Long Beach. It's on uh, Pine and Cherry, and they. I'll, I'll be having just artists come over from all over LA and wherever I got people coming from Oakland, San Diego. Um, and it'll just continue to grow and I'll do my, I'll do a performance there, but I'll mostly be organizing the event. But you, if you want to come see me perform, I'll be over there. And then I have a, a show I'm opening up for December 16th at the garden amp theater, the garden, Amp, the garden amphitheater in garden Grove, California. And uh, that's with, I don't know, Jeffrey, He's one of my like favorite up and coming artists. So I'll get to do a show with him uh, December 16th. Well, congratulations on that. I'm, I'm really happy and I'm excited to see where you continue to go moving forward in your career. Like I said, I'm a fan of yours. I'm not asking him, you guys, for any feet um, picks. I can't get it out. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just very excited for you. Um, like I said, I want you to continue to do the next right thing and just continue to release music that feeds your soul. People who are going to support you are going to support you regardless. So just remember that, like, as much as you continue to do what you're doing in this artistry, the right people are going to always be there to support you and what you're doing. So I'm excited for you. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. No problem at all. And let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. I would love to have you back in the future. If you're ever interested, let me know. We'll set something up. Yeah, and man. Give me give me six months so I have uh, some more exciting news for you and some some more growth. But I mean, I'm definitely down. For sure. Yeah, just hit me up. Let me know. You, you have my information. Let me know whenever you're ready to come back and we would love to hear you perform some of this music. And then I have a third podcast where we talk about like self self-help on wellness um challenges people have faced and worked through so we can talk more in depth about your life story um in the future of next year so just let me know when you're free and we'll set it up right on brother i appreciate the opportunity to get on here and talk to your people no problem well i hope you have a great rest of your day and i'll talk with you soon you too brother all right bye